we're going all right. Welcome back to the High Button Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Justin Belanger. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, it's been a, actually, it's Wednesday, so it's a hump day. It's well, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be past 12 o'clock, so you'll be past the hump time of the hump day. What I'm trying to say is you're halfway there. So keep going, keep pushing. You're almost there. Weekend's around the corner. Uh, it's been a crazy week for the high button. We just got back from Thunder Bay, Ontario. Uh, we were at the Telescope. Kind of a big deal. National tournament. I want to thank everyone that donated to our GoFundMe page. Thank you very much. Uh, the proceeds essentially went to feeding us and paying for our Airbnb. Uh, and we got our flights and everything. So thank you very much. Uh, you know, Appreciate it. Much love. High Button family coming through once again. Uh, so yeah, the telescope was a great time. It was a big deal. Hockey Canada knows how to put on a first class event. They gave us these little laminated cards. They said the High Button uh, right on them. Uh, you know, and said our name, Justin Belanger, Matthew Dudelay. It made me feel like the high button was a real media company for a second. We definitely stuck out like sore thumbs. You know, there's some big companies up there, CBC, Global, Hockey Canada representatives, and then you just have two guys in red puffy jackets that are just, you know, essentially eating all the free food, taking all the water, the coffee. We're just, we're on top of the world, you know, but fuck it. We were there. We deserve to be there. We did great coverage. A lot of people up in that media booth were just typing away and we were down shooting, getting actual footage. It's the new wave of media. That's essentially what the high button is. We're the new representation of media that's coming to this world. Um, so even though we got some looks, maybe some people thought we weren't supposed to be there, but whatever, we deserve to be there just as much as anyone. I didn't care at all. Um, one regret I did have is that I didn't talk to Felix Potvin. He was the coach of Quebec and we had the opportunity to talk to him, but I bitched out. Uh, that was anyways, whatever little regret I have, there'll be bigger names that we talk to, uh, bigger people, whatever, same thing, but yeah, what else am I trying to say? Oh yeah. The Halifax McDonald's great group, just great, just a great group, great group of parents, great coaching staff, great training staff. And a great team. I couldn't... The, the amount of pressure that these kids were under, I don't know, coming from my eyes looking in, it was a lot. But they just seemed so calm, so relaxed. Even back in Atlantics when we were up there in Charlottetown. Just not a kid. No, you could tell they cared. But before they went on the ice, they're just joking, having a great time. Just happy to be playing the game of hockey. Such an amazing team. And the exact same attitude transferred over to the Telus Cup. Just relaxed, calm. No pressure was on them. Uh, so bravo to those guys. You had an amazing year. Yeah, bravo. Congratulations. So today on the podcast, we have Liam Oxner. Liam is actually the goalie for the Halifax McDonald's team. Uh, and he was just one of those guys that came up to us one of the first days we brought the cameras around shooting the boys. He came up to us. He's like, what are you guys shooting? What's your name? All right. Hi button. What's that? He just showed an interest in us right off the bat. And he actually goes to Halifax West. Um, where I used to go, uh, so I think he—I honestly think he's just coming down on his lunch break right now. So it's going to be a great conversation. He's a great guy. He's a great goalie. He has a bright future ahead of him. Actually, he won the root beer mile at Halifax West, just like I did nine years ago or whenever I graduated. So it's going to be a great conversation. Hi, button. You know what comes next. All right, third time's a charm, Liam. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Are you living on a high still? Like the past couple of weeks have been pretty crazy for you. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of wins and losses, highs and lows, and it's just uh, pretty good. So 
you were just telling me the story about coming out of Thunder Bay, the flight. You might as well just start that with the with the podcast right now, leaving there. Snow in the end of April is unusual. Yeah, it was pretty uh we didn't know what what was gonna happen. You were supposed to have a flight at like eleven AM and that didn't happen and then we were supposed to have another flight and that got cancelled. So then uh we were sitting there just booking hotel rooms and our uh, hockey and S rep came over and he was like, Yeah, like we got you we got you guys on a flight. So left Thunder Bay at seven o'clock that night and got to Toronto and after Toronto got back in and got to Halifax and now we I think every player is missing their hockey bag so no yeah. are you serious yeah there's guys that still don't have their gear I don't got my gear you don't have your gear no I just got my luggage yesterday so yeah. no way yeah the boys are pissed right now oh I think some of the guys are pretty not happy dude would you fly WestJet yeah man these companies these these flight companies got to figure it out oh, honestly we did we did the math and i think it's around like eight thousand dollars so eight thousand dollars worth of stuff just, on. just for mine is the so, skate oh for your pads yeah just for my just for my set just for like mine and gooby set of gear like each is like eight thousand dollars oh yeah i'd be livid oh yeah I remember back when I used to fly, the, the hospitality you got when you flew, like they'd check your bags for you, you'd get a meal on the flight, they'd say, is anything wrong, can you help you with anything? Yeah. Now when you fly, it's just, no, nothing. See you later, have a good time. It's a bag of, uh, bag of pretzels and a drink and that's it. Bag of pretzels, I forgot about that. You're lucky if you get a bag of pretzels oh, now. Honestly, yeah. Um, all right, well, let's talk about the year, man. Like We came on board in uh, beginning of April, Charlottetown. Such a cool group of guys on the team. Everyone's so loose, so calm. That's the yeah. first thing that myself and dudes noticed when we were down in the tunnel filming you guys. Was it like that, you know, right from September? I training think, uh, camp? Yeah, like I think at the start of the year there was a little nerves. Like personally there wasn't there was some nerves there, just like playing for the max and thought it was a pretty big deal at that point. But uh as the season settled down, I think a lot of us just kinda got comfortable with each other and uh settled down a lot more. That's sick. So, yeah, just, like, we came closer and closer. And, like, even today, like, all the guys were texting each other. We miss you guys. Like, miss each other. No. So, so we're still a close group of guys. That's unreal. That's honestly, like, within the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes, we were down in the tunnel, and you guys were getting ready to go out onto the ice, and we were filming. And as soon as you guys ran out onto the ice, me and dudes just looked at each other. I was like, there's something special about this group. Yeah. And we still didn't know. Like, we probably still don't know. We still probably never figure it out. But yeah. I don't know, just the way you guys like joke around right before running out onto the ice before the Telus Cup. You're like, are we at the Telus Cup? <laughs> I don't know, myself, and I know dudes as well, we'd just be shitting our pants. But you guys are, I don't know, somehow able to stay calm. Yeah. It's a rare thing, I think, for a guy your age and everyone yeah. else on the team. I think, I think some, of it, some of us were looking at it as our last opportunity. Yeah. So might as well just make the best of it, enjoy it. Like, yeah. it was just like, I think a couple of third years, you know, we don't know what we're doing anymore. Like, some guys aren't going to play hockey next year, and that's the sad reality of it. So yeah. I think they were just. Out there to have fun. Yeah. So. Well, you definitely had a lot of fun. Well, it looked like you had a lot of fun yeah, at least. It was a blast. The whole season was a blast. Like even the team bonding we did, like all the ball hockey, the pond hockey. What do you like, mean team bonding? Talk about that. Well, we were, uh, we had, a, we played a couple games of ball hockey when it started getting nice out. Played a lot of pond hockey. So we were out on the pond a lot, as much as we could. We'd be out in the pond. Like, yeah. it was a snow day. Everyone, everyone would be texting each other. Yo, what are you saying? Like, are we going to the pond? Like, let's go and play. Like, yeah. Dressing, like some of us are dressing up as goalies going out and playing like it was a blast that's sick so yeah it was a blast what when did you start doing this before the season like when you no, said like the, the whole during the season during so, the season yeah. what lake do you guys go to uh it's right around here the one on parkland Park. oh like the big pond back yeah, there yeah the big one how many guys go to the west on the team like who go on the max uh there's five of us five of you yeah that's incredible and then even like there's a couple like daniel klein from citadel he'll drive up and then uh some of the guys from um, 
out in Tantown, they'll drive in. Yeah. So we're just loving it on a snow day. Sick. So, yeah. And we'll play out at uh, Ian Watts out in Prospect, too. Oh, yeah. So we play down there a bunch, too. Well, here's the dog. Here's Levi for you. He interrupts a podcast every now and then. Go upstairs, buddy. Go upstairs. There, he's fine. Um, so you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you said, like, you know, Max, it was a big deal. Yeah. Where did you play before the Max? And why was it such a big deal for you to be playing with the Max? Um, so my first year midget, yeah. I played junior C. Yeah. So that was quite the uh, quite the experience. So I was just how old were you? Fifteen. Wow. So I was fifteen <laughs> playing with twenty one year olds, and I mean, it was it was a different league. Yeah. There was some different things that went on there. Yeah. And then uh, came from there, <laughs> went went and played Valley Major Midget last year. Yeah. So that was like like I said like like with our bond this year, I think everyone's close together. So last year, like it was great. Valley gave me a bunch. Like I was loving Valley. Same with Andre. Uh, Andre was great to me down there. So, uh, but I think it's just the travel. So there was four of us who drive down every Tuesday, Thursday, and then play there on the weekends. You got like a billet or you stay at a hotel? No, we, we drive, we drive down every game. Every oh, practice. you just drive down. Yeah. So I'd get out of school, have to drive there to practice and drive home. So we wouldn't have much time to go hang out. And like, I wasn't, I couldn't drive at that time. So like, it wasn't like we could drive down and play pond hockey for, yeah. for the day down there or whatever. Yeah. So, but I think that's the big thing with us this year is everyone's close. Yeah. Well, you don't have to drive either. Yeah. For the whole time. Yeah, it's like what, like the farthest we've gone is 15 minutes to play ball hockey out in Tantown. It's funny the theme of guys that come on to this podcast that have won championships. The theme of in the room is we were just so close as a group. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. that's a true representation of the Max yep. this year. Just an amazingly close group. Yep. And one thing you didn't notice, well, you probably did notice throughout the year, but we noticed too was the group of parents you guys had. Oh yeah, they well, we because we hung out with you guys, but we also hung out with the parents, especially up at the up in Thunder Bay, and just how close they were. Yeah, just welcome here. Eat till you can't eat anymore. Drink till you can't drink anymore. <laughs> Do whatever, whatever you need. Let me know. And we thought that that was a, a big representation of you guys. Was definitely your parents. Did you notice that at all throughout the year? Yeah, I've I've noticed that a bit. Like just seeing some of the parents, like like driving around, some of the boys and the parents coming up to me afterwards, like, oh, thank you for driving my kid. Thank you. Like, yeah. always appreciate, always appreciating everything. Like, yeah. just being nice to, like, everyone kind of. So I think I think there was uh, the Gulls, the Gulls family was always close and the ACL family was always close and we kind of all just bonded together. Yeah. So we all just came together and started and welcomed everyone in, so. That's sick. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was great. It was great to have, like, the support of our parents. Like, even up in Thunder Bay, like, some of the parents up there, like, were just... They were louder than the home crowd. Yeah. So it was just nice. It was nice to like have their support right behind us. It's it's an unreal feeling. It unreal is. feeling. Even for us, uh, John Ross, like we, you know, we didn't have a car. He, he found out that we didn't have a car. Got wind of it. He's like, "Hey, where do you guys need to go? I'll pick you up. I'll drive you home, no matter what." Yeah. And then do you know how much easier that made the trip for us? It was just unreal. Oh yeah, I didn't just have to worry about like taxes or anything no, like that. Nothing. It was so. unbelievable. And it's funny because within hockey, I'm sure you know the politics within hockey and parents is huge. Oh yeah. Like there's so if if a, if there's a fight between two parents on the same team or there's a disagreement, that can affect the kids. Oh yeah, that's coming down that can come down on everyone. Anyways, so I, I don't think that there was there was nothing like that this year. Everyone like I said yeah. everyone was close like Yeah. parents were close and Yeah. So Yeah, man. I had a great time. Oh yeah, so did I. It was a it was a blast. Even at Atlantic, Atlantic's was a blast like <laughs> So just I can't I can't forget one of the moments of the whole journey out in Sackville. What do you mean? Winning we won our we won our championship, our provincial championship out in Sackville. Oh, we weren't there. Okay, keep yeah. going. Yeah. So we went out in Sackville and it's just the whole arena was packed. It was just like skating out on the ice there, it was just like you just can't forget it how many people were actually there. And you look back at it like wow, like 
that many people were there. Like in the Sackville like arena, yeah. there was uh, it's like behind the net there was that little front foyer. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, like that yeah. was packed. Like people came up yeah, to the glass. Yeah, people couldn't get in the stands. So it's just it was just like an unbelievable moment. Like wow, like all these people are here to see us play. Yeah. So that was that was definitely one of the one of the cooler moments of the whole year. As soon as you won that game, was there almost a feeling in the room like, okay, we can do some damage right now? Like yeah. even going into Atlantics, was it like, okay, we can win, or was it like, let's just go up and have some fun? Uh, we thought about it and like we looked at our opponents. Like we did countless hours of video, like practicing like systems directly for teams, and uh, we we narrowed it down to Kensington and Moncton as our biggest like yeah. opponents going into it. So on the last day there, we played Moncton. And you guys were there, so we had to we had to win that game or at least get it to overtime, in order to clinch our spot in the finals. And that we did. And I like just skating out there. It was just an unbelievable moment. Yeah. So just like after all the diversity and everything that's happened, like playing junior C, getting cut by all the city teams, like for two years in a row, it was just it was unbelievable. So what do you think was the transition for you to be able to play for the Max this year? Why not before? Did you just hit a peak and you were able to up your game, or what do you think it was? Experience. Um. Definitely, there was a little bit of experience there in junior C, just like playing with older guys, learning yeah. some different things. Like that year, we went to we won provincials that year. Went to the uh, Maritime North, so it's basically basically the Atlantics. Okay. So Atlantics plus like none of a none of a team. Sick. So yeah, that was pretty cool. But then uh, I think in the Valley, I kind of found myself as a goalie, mm. and like started playing how I wanted to play instead of playing how other guys, like, other people told me to play. Like, like people would say, "Oh, you're not. You're too small. Like you got to be bigger. You got to be this. You got to be that. You got to be stronger." And like I just kind of adapted to my own play. And I, at the end of the day, I'm looking at it as if you don't stop the puck, you're not a goalie. So <laughs> all you got to do is stop the puck. That's true. So. Do, do goalies? Do the Max have a goalie coach? Uh yeah. Brad McCharles came out with us all year. How does that work between the relationship between a goalie and a goalie coach? Do you have to listen to everything he says, or is there things that he doesn't? Like maybe like not necessarily. Who was, what was his name? Brad. Brad. Yeah. Is there things that maybe he doesn't? You don't disagree with him? Yeah. Like do, how do how do you how do you find your own style as a goalie? Is my question. I fucked that question up bad. <laughs> how do you how do you find your style as a goalie? No, I think uh, I think Brad this year he came to some of our games and watched and like analyze some stuff and so like i think we, it was a little bit of a mix of both so yeah. he would give us he'd help develop us yeah but like i'd still be there and still like make that ridiculous save that might not have been needed at the time but it's still like <laughs> still happened because like i remember times with rad and gooby out to practice on a tuesday afternoon where yeah. i'll come across the net and make a crazy windmill save but then gooby comes across makes the exact same save right and calm so it's just like <laughs> It's just how you are as a goalie and yeah. how are different things. So I think Brad really, really helped us out this year. Like the Saturday mornings, like we'd go out every Saturday morning, six or uh, seven to eight a.m., be grinding with him out there, and then at practice, would? me and Gooby. Really? So like, without the team, just you guys? No, like uh, it's a goalie session. So like really? other other a bunch of goalies from Halifax would go. Cool. So just like like that was that was a blast too. Like shout out to Brad for that because like it was just. I'd want to get up and go. Like I'd see all the smiles on some of the young guys' face. They're like excited to be there, happy to be there, and it just made me want to be there even more. That's cool. Oh so, yeah. Talk about the relationship between you and Gooby. When I was in the room a couple times, I heard you were just like, "Hey Gooby, we hanging out tonight?" And then I was like, "Oh, they must live close to each other." And they're like, "No, he lives out in like Tantal." And I'm like, "Oh, these guys are like buddies. Like he's yeah. traveling to go hang out with his goalie partner. I don't know." Talk about the relationship you guys have. Uh, I think uh, me and Boobs have a special relationship. Yeah. We're, uh, I don't know. We're, he's a smelly kid, but like, <laughs> <laughs> so always letting him go. But like, I think this year me and him just like, I, I took him under my wing a bit and just kind of like helped him out a bit. And he even taught me some pretty, pretty good lessons. So yeah, 
we just kind of helped each other out all year, supported each other. If someone wasn't going good, like if I was playing bad, Gooby would be right there to pick me up. Or if I wasn't, or if Gooby wasn't playing good, I'd be right there to pick him up. So we were always boosting each other, always showing confidence in each other, and it play, I think it paid off in the wrong, long run. Because it's interesting, whenever I think of a relationship between two goalies on a team, at least when I was younger, it was always a competition between the two. Yeah. Is Did you guys have that competition, or is it a healthy competition of wanting each other to do better? Yeah, I think it's, you know a, he- I mean? it's a healthy competition, because we would we'd push each other to our max all year. All year, like... If we were, we'd be there like battling with each other, like, like going on. And like, if there was like a small area games, we'd be taking shots on each other, trying to trick each other. And yeah. it's just that bond that like made the year so much better. That's sick. So that's good. Cause have you, have you, I guess you don't have to answer this, but has there ever been a situation where you've had a, a shitty goalie partner maybe, and it made the experience not as good? Um, not really. There hasn't been anyone like completely awful, but like there's been times where goalies like, you can kind of see sometimes with goalies we're pretty devious with each other. Yeah. It's so like like even at like start of year sometimes before they actually know each other, it's like you're looking at everyone as competition. Definitely. Like, yeah. Like I remember going in one year to tryouts and like I remember just thinking to myself, okay, there's no no friends out here. Like you gotta if you want to make this team, there's you gotta have confidence in yourself and you just gotta go. Because there's only two spots on a team rather exactly. than twenty spots for players. Exactly. So it's a lot more competition and a lot more like. Right, like it's right there, but like you can taste it. But there's also someone who's right there with you. At the end of the day, goalies or coaches want the the goalie to stop the puck. But is there anything else that coaches look for maybe in a goalie when they want to pick a team? Maybe like consistency. Maybe oh, yeah. uh, I don't know. Put his blade up against the post and pushed off hard enough. I don't fucking I don't know what a goalie <laughs> does. But is there anything like that that coaches look for in a goalie? Oh yeah, for sure. Like. um I'm a very loud guy. I'm very vocal. Yes, so I think that's that, a good point. Yeah, I think that's helped me out along the way. So I like, always talk to my D, always tell them when they're good, when to move it, and everything like that. And I mean, with Gooby this year, his puck handling is phenomenal. Really? Like, he, can, he can handle puck like no other goalie I've seen. Just confidence behind the net, relaxed, just goes out, makes a play, and there it is. Like, cool. he, like he's made, I don't know if he got any points this year, but he's made some crazy, some crazy passes this year from his own goal line to the far blue line to, put, to bring a breakaway pass. Sick. So that was definitely that's definitely one thing that he is that's really good for him. Yeah. So and then like probably uh, consistency as well, just like a solid slate going through the whole year instead of up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. And probably their mental game too, how they are as a person, like like yeah. how like if they're like physic like mentally there, like if not like are they always worried? Are they always shaky? Like are they always worried about like the next puck coming at them or anything like that? So, but huh. one of the things like with Brad, Brad told me this a couple of years ago, be, and he said, uh, be excited for the next shot. So if someone comes down and scores on you, great. They scored on you. Next shot. Be excited for that next shot coming towards you. Be excited for that next save. And I think that's, that's stuck with me for, for a while, probably since four or five years now, ever since he told me that, just because that, that shot could change the game or that, that goal before could have changed everything. Yeah. So... I like that. Be excited for the next shot. I yeah. never would have thought of that as like a trick, but just look forward to it. Yeah. It just seemed like every time you went on the ice, you were pumped and looking forward just to getting yeah. out there. Yeah. You're a perfect example of a guy that was just pumped to be there. It just yeah. looked like you had no nerves at all. Yeah. You're just pumped. Uh, no, I was definitely, definitely this year I was excited <laughs> for it. So just like looking at last year, just like the travel and stuff. Yeah. Just like this year, like set it at the start of the season, Tim was, we were thinking Tim was building the team. Yeah. And so it was just kind of, like, nice to see some of the guys, like, I played with, some new faces. Like, 
like guys who beat me in a championship and provincial uh, major band and provincials yeah. guys who beat me out. I came in the room looking at all. I'm like, Oh geez, here we go. And then later on it's like, wow, like these guys are my brothers. Like this is my family. It's a good feeling, isn't it? Yeah. It I went is. through, cause that you're, this was your third year midget. Yep. I went through the exact same feeling. Oh yeah. It was I was like, a late bloomer. Yeah. It's yeah. a great feeling. Like when, when it was all over, like on Friday there, we lost against uh, Calgary. I think it was Yeah, like, it wasn't like, Man, like we lost, we're done. It was more emotions of like, yeah. shit, the season's over. Like this is, this is it. We're done. Yeah. Like some of the guys won't be playing hockey ever again. So it's just, a, it was just like a sad moment. Everyone just took in. So everyone has to go through that feeling. Yeah, even was, Wayne Gretzky. Oh yeah, it was, it was a rough moment. Yeah. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of tears in that dressing room there on Friday. I know. I remember we were sitting out there with the parents, and all the parents were like, "Where are they?" And me and dudes knew we we're like, "No, it's gonna be a minute." Yeah. It's gonna be a minute. Yeah, we, we gotta were... let the boys wait for a second here. Yeah, yep. I was in. Uh, yeah, I was in quite the state after the game. Just like as soon as that final buzzer went, I put my arm on the post and I was like, "Shit, like it is over. Like this is it." I was just. I was. I'll be honest. I was a mess. I was not in. I was balling my eyes. Right, yeah. Guys were hugging me like saying, "Good game, Ox." Like we let you down. I was like, "No, guys." Like it's like this is one to remember. Like it's gonna be. It's going to last a lot while. That's one thing that it's hard to remember is where you are at the time when you're done. Like, you're at the TELUS Cup. Yeah. you got to understand that. You're the top six best or top fifth best team in the country. Exactly. Like, we finished fifth in the country. Like, Come on. That's the thing. Like, it would be nice to win a couple more games. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I wouldn't want any, like, a result to come out, like, with anyone else. Like, those guys were my brothers. You're going to play next year, eh? Yeah. you got some options. Yeah. Looking at at Junior A, so we'll see what happens with that. Are you drafted? Uh, Nope. You'll get drafted this year for sure. So, it's my third year, though, so we'll see. Third year midget this year? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing as me, man. I was in the exact same position as you. Third year midget. Obviously, didn't go to the TELUS Cup, but... (laughs) It'll be fine. After this podcast, you'll get drafted. No worries, man. Oh, yeah? It'll be fine. Oh, my high God. Bu- high button getting me that exposure. Do you know how many scouts listen to this thing? Oh, yeah? No. But we talk to scouts on here, so I think you got all the you got all the you know, the know skill set that you need to get to junior A. Don't worry yeah, about it. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I know with... Uh, I was at... What's it called? I went to Carlton's camp last year. Oh, yeah? One of their camps up in uh, Ottawa. So how was that? Uh, that was pretty cool. That was really fast. Really? I, I think I was the only goalie there that was under six foot. So how did that I, feel? That was probably a little bit intimidating, knowing that that many goalies are out there at that size. But, like, I still – I held my own. I went out and battled my balls off, and I yeah. held my own during the whole thing. So, and I then, love it. Yeah, and Most then, guys crumble. Yeah. So, and then I uh, came back, and I just went up to see what uh, so Shore Lumberjacks camp would be like, too. Cool. So, I went up there, and Tim signed me when I was up there. So, I just kind of was going – wouldn't say going through the motions, but uh, just got, like, new blades for my skates, and they are messing my ankles a bit. So – I wouldn't say it's my best hockey, but I also kind of want to go up, see what's up, see what's going on there, and see if it was a future for me. So cool, but that's half the fun, man. Figuring out where you're gonna go next. I know it oh, seems yeah. a little nerve wracking right oh, now, but is. you're gonna land somewhere. It's gonna be a great summer for you because there's gonna be people recruiting you, and you're gonna be able to pick and choose. I bet to go somewhere. Yeah. You'll probably get drafted and go there, but you'll have options. We'll see what happens. So. I want to talk about. Sorry to change the the page, the dressing room at the Telus Cup and where it was. When I tweeted out like yeah. a, a video of you guys walking through the the curling club, people were like, "Where is that? What is that?" So I don't know. Maybe just explain where it was, comparison to the <laughs> rink and how you guys got there and stuff like that. Oh no, we had uh, so there was mats out. So the first two days we started walking with skate guards to the rink, and I mean, like after the first period in that uh, in the t- Toronto game, our first game, I looked at the skate guards. I said. 
I said, nah, I ain't doing this every game. So I looked at them, carried them back to the room, and then just walked on the mat. But we were, like, John, uh, John, our trainer, sweeping it every day. Like, guys were sweeping it every day before the game, making sure it was all good. Like, probably had to walk at least maybe, like, 50 meters to get to the rink. Yeah. Through on mats and everything like that, and then walk downstairs into our dressing room. But, like, shout out to those guys who built the dressing room. That was a... That was a nice room, and we were very grateful to have that. I was. We weren't allowed in the room. Describe the room. What was it like? Um, it was almost like an L. An L. Yeah. So it's uh, a great letter. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> they had stalls above, but like the weird thing is, it wasn't benches. It was chairs for each and every one of us. Like a computer chair. Yeah. Like like not like a rolling one, but like a four leg kind of chair. That's a good chair. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like a chair there for all of us. So it wasn't a bench. It was kind of like a NFL room. Oh yeah. So like it was it was definitely kind of it was definitely different. Did they give you guys drinks and stuff, food in the room? Oh yeah, we had uh, Gatorade going the whole trip. Unreal. Bottle of water, chocolate milk, everything going the whole time. Unreal. So it and it was pretty... sick that you guys had that whole back to be able to stretch down. Oh yeah, we were we were doing warm ups there like before the games. Everyone was playing games before like little little area games with each other, like just messing around, loosey goosey, having fun. So that's sick. Yeah. When we snuck back there for the first time, we didn't expect it to be like that. We're like, oh, they got their own like private yeah. rink, essentially. Yeah. Did the other teams warm up back there? Uh, yeah, they come back. Same with the refs. But I mean, like we we ran the show back there. Yeah, I was gonna say no one's coming over back by your no, room. No, we ran the show back. We had a little section like no one no one would come in. Yeah. So and then the last day there, there was this big bower thing set up. What do you mean? Uh, I like it was like bower for kids or whatever. So like there was like a bunch of like kids coming in and they like, get like their all their equipment and like that. Like a charity thing? Like kind. A, I'm not I'm not sure what it was. Uh, but like it was just like helmets and like that set up uh for like the whole for like minor hockey, I guess you could say. Okay. So that was definitely that was good for them to do. But, that's cool. So. That's the half the part about going to those tournaments is just meeting people and uh oh, yeah. seeing new things. Like even though Thunder Bay wasn't a crazy city, but you still get to meet new people, you still get to see new teams. Oh yeah. Talk about Quebec and how quick they were, man. Like, were you were you playing against Quebec? No, I didn't play Quebec. You, oh my! Well, say well, then you had the same view as us, just watching. Yeah. Talk about their power play and how quick they were, man. Oh, oh they, my god! Yeah, they definitely moved the puck pretty uh, pretty quick. But I think we uh, only three goals against against them, like. Which is which says something I, about your penalty I, kill yeah. and things like that. Our, our special teams all year, especially our penalty kill. Like I think we score more goals on our penalty kill than we did on our power play. That's what I said to dudes. I was like, if they get a penalty, I'm kind of excited because they have yeah. an opportunity to score. Stuff. Yeah, it's like. It's like when when they when we go on the power play, it's like oh geez, I got to be ready just in case hey, someone blocks a shot. Then when we go on the power play, it's like okay, I know someone in front of me is either gonna dive out and block something, or I'll make a save, or someone's gonna block something to go on a breakaway. Yeah. So it's always it like you just never know. So you never know what's gonna happen with us. <laughs> well, that's what we, me and dudes were trying to figure the team out or your team out throughout the tournament, even in Charlottetown as well. It's like. They're never really ahead, but they're always able to hold on and tire out the team and then score. Yeah. I always found that I found that was a theme, at least in Atlantics, where you guys would be even, even second period, even the first, yep. and then third period, the other team would just be tired, yeah. and you guys would just still have that We'd, oomph. Third period team. We've always been a third. Have all, you all year? We've been a third period team. We've taken we've taken games in the third. Like Tim uh, Tim always says, you can lose a game in the first, or he said you won't win a game in a first, but you can lose it. So what's the key to being a third period team? Do you think? Honestly, I think we just kind of grinded the first two periods. We just worked and we'd work and contain and work and contain, and then when our opportunity came, we take it. So we'd always say going in between, if it was a one-one game, we twenty uh, twenty miles, twenty smiles, stuff like that. So <laughs> what is it? What do you say? Twenty. Twenty miles, twenty smiles. <laughs> so a minute be a mile, just kind of fired up like that. Yeah. So it was definitely, definitely yeah. great. Just having like even like. 
just always like ready. Like we were excited to play third periods. You were like we would be like going in one one. Like we'd be excited going in one one because we knew we could take it to them in the third. And like say we're down two one, like all right, we need to step this up in the third. Like let's go, boys. Like let's get it together here. Yeah. But like if we had a lead in the third, we're like all right, like let's just keep hammering it to them. But at what point of the year did you figure out that you guys were a third period team? Because usually it takes you know over Christmas or maybe the yeah. first twenty games. At what point did you guys figure out what kind of team you were? I think probably after Christmas sometime. That's, That's when we started like discovering that we're gonna be a third year team. Like we're gonna contain, contain, and then grind it out in the third and yeah. just get the job done. Yeah. So and I think that's that's what we did most of the year, well, like most of the second half of the year. Once we figured that out, we just we contain and let let our opportunities come to us. And it's frustrating. I couldn't imagine being another team playing you guys and just. Oh, I could imagine, but it would just suck because I remember in that final game in Atlantics, it was the exact same thing. You scored, then they scored, and then they had the high horse going. But you guys just had the exact same consistency and scored within 20 seconds after yeah. that guy jumped up on the glass and then he got yeah. kicked out, which was hilarious. By that the was way, pretty funny. <laughs> this ego or oh, karma, yeah. Yeah. karma got to him. Yeah, there was some. Uh, I know a lot of guys weren't a fan of that guy on up on Kensington. So. I don't even know who it was. Yeah, I think we'll we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave so. it at that. But I don't think. I think, I don't think too many guys were like happy to play against them, or I think some of them were excited to play against them because they knew they were gonna fire them up. Mm. But no, like like you were saying, like we we built off other teams like trying to beat us. It's so, like we like like you said in the third period when they scored to make it like one one. I think it was one one. Yeah, we just we built right off that and we're like, all right, boys, like they just scored. Like when he did that big celebration, we looked at it like, wow, like we got to get going here. And like I think that flip just switch or that's uh, switch just flipped and we turned it right on. So it's I fun to we, watch. Yeah, I think, it, I think we finished like what four one something like that. Yeah, just it was kinda. something like that. You guys, you got an empty netter. You made it three one with the goalie in, and then the empty net made it four one. Yeah. And then you're just laughing to the bank. Yeah. And then you're just pumped to go to Talos. Yeah. <laughs> that was so much. Oh man. Yeah. No, I still. I still I'm just remember. reliving it now. Oh yeah, I still remember when that game. My dad came out, looked at me, and just started. He had tears in his eyes, and he just hugged me. I said, "Holy shit!" I said, "Don't be doing this, man." Like, so me and him just had a moment right there on the ice. Just both of us were like in tears, just because everything that's happened in the past and happened like with, just like hockey in the past, always being looked at as a small guy and like yeah. an underdog. It's always been. Just having him there as that support was good to hear. That's what it's about, man, at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Hockey's a funny game. It's a funny sport. Same thing. But if yeah. you're able to take advantage of your opportunities, and even if you have the littlest opportunity, you can make something like this happen. Exactly. Were yeah. you guaranteed a spot in the max this year, or did you have to earn it? Uh, I, I, I I got signed. Like like I said, I got signed when I was up at uh, Lumberjacks camp. Oh, yeah. So I was, I was, there was talk of me going back to the Valley at one point just because I didn't know if I was going to make the max or not. Yeah. But uh, now Tim called me up when I was down there and he said, listen, he goes, we're going to sign you. We want a third year guy for Gooby. And so I said, all right, sounds good. So I was pretty, pretty excited <laughs> to only have to drive five minutes to the rink instead of an hour. So. Do you live around here? Yeah. Just like right down the street. Do you actually? Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. You, know, you know where Mitchell is? Yeah. Right down from Mitchell. Do you? Uh, right the street right next to Mitchell's. So you're oh yeah, we talked about this up at Donaldson. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to get at Jesse's Pizza? Oh, Kelly's Deli. You gotta go to Kelly's Deli. It's I've that. been to Kelly's Deli. Oh, I've been Kelly's like three De- times. Kelly's Deli is so much better. All right. Kelly's Deli. How okay, how much is a twelve inch twelve twelve inch sub? Six bucks? Yeah, I think the special is like six bucks, and I think like it's like eight for a normal one. Like, and the amount of meat that they oh, put on they, there. They just load it. They load it. It's so good. They put everything. So essentially, you compare it to Subway. It's double a sub from Subway compared to all the meat, the sauce, the veggies. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. 
Oh, yeah. Everyone from Dooley's just rolls over there, but oh, yeah. whatever. It's a great time. <laughs> now we're there, and it's like, uh, I'll get like every veggie there is to get there. And it's just like, oh, why are you getting so much? It's like, free, free food. Like, why not? Like, it's and they're, technically. They're nice people over there, oh, too. Oh, they're wonderful people. Wonderful. So always, always say hello. Always greet me. Always ask me how my day is going. So are you a regular? Say, what? Are you a regular? Uh, I was for a bit there until my bank account took a big hit and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of died off a bit. <laughs> Where's the go-to lunch spot at the West now? Do people is it still spread out? It used to be um, Jesse's Pizza, but obviously more places have gone up. There's Habaneros now. Oh, There's yeah. Burrito Jacks now. McDonald's is always a staple. Oh yeah. Where's the go-to? I think it's like everywhere is right there in Lacewood. I know Kelly Deli gets a hit off us. I think that's probably the most popular spot. But as soon as lunch hits, everyone kind of fans out and just like everyone who can drive kind of just starts going down to like, like it depends what you're feeling. Like you got Meza there, you got Don's there, like uh, what's it called? Habaneros. That's uh, my go-to, Habaneros. Yeah. Love them. My, uh, my go-to is probably Kelly's Deli. Like, like that's your go-to, like I'm late go- night, I, I need yeah. something. If I'm going out for lunch or if it's late night, I need some food, it's I'm Kelly's Deli, I'm coming for you. What do you get, the ham or BLT? What do you get? Uh, chicken salad. Chicken salad. Chicken salad. You don't get the sub. No, I get the chicken salad sub. Really? Yeah. I'm going to try that next time. Oh, it's so good. Um, So one thing that you and I both have in common, root beer mile champions. Oh, yeah. So a little, little few, few people on this earth are allowed to say that they've won we have bragging rights what do you think was the key to winning the root beer mile at uh, <laughs> halifax west high school um uh i don't know probably just uh keeping it down keeping it keeping down it down as long as you can and then just uh, <laughs> i remember running i turned a point and just let it all go and now everyone who was watching just everyone backed up about five feet and but yeah. I'd be I'd be taking them, have three in one hand and one in the other, just putting it back, just be running, walking, just putting them back all at the same time and just gone. Are you competing this year in it? Oh yeah, I'll do I'll do it again at the end of the year. You're the reigning champion right now. Oh yeah, that's a big deal. Yep, I'll I only it. did it once. No, I'll do it. I'll do it in uh, in June too. Oh, it's in June. There's no, there's one in uh, start of the year and one at the end of the year. Did you do one at the start of the year? Yeah, that's the one I won. Oh, I thought you I thought you said in grade eleven you won. Okay. No, no, grade twelve won at first one at the start of the year. Jeez, there's a lot of pressure on you right oh, now. Oh yeah, I got the mug at home and everything. <laughs> I got the mug too, actually. Still oh, up yeah. here, yeah. I still got it. So, what are the plans? Uh, what are the plans for the summer other than chugging root beer? Oh, uh, probably just working a bit, working and training. So, probably just gonna be uh, doing a bit of babysitting. Babysitting? Yeah. Gooby? No, no, not Gooby. <laughs> no, I'm just for a family friend's cousin, so I'll be doing that, and then okay. Uh, Probably get a part-time job here and there. Right on. And then uh, just continue to train, just in the gym, on the ice, just keep it going. If you're looking for an internship, the high button's hiring. Oh, yeah? Uh, we've got a marketing department opening up, so if you want to come work. I can't pay you, but <laughs> you can come work. It'll be a great time. <laughs> Volunteer hours, eh? Volunteer hours. I like that. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. We should talk to like the court system and people that need to do public or what's it called? Uh, community service. Oh, yeah? And come work at the high button. You guys, guys going to deal with all the criminals, eh? Well, whatever. They're already on probation, so they need to be... They got to behave. I never thought that's a great idea. So I might need volunteer hours here, so I'll let you boys know. Volunteer hours for what? For school? Co- um, leadership. Oh, you're in leadership. Oh, Is yeah. Snook still doing oh, that? Yeah. Snook and McRae? Oh, yeah. Man, we did that trip. Are you guys going to Grand Lake? Uh, we go to Dollar Lake. Dollar Lake. Yeah. Right, maybe we did go to Dollar we Lake. Go, we leave tomorrow morning. No, you don't. Yeah, I got to go into school at 8 a.m. to write a test and then leaving at 9 a.m. to go to Dollar Lake to go camping for the night. Whatever. That is the most fun trip you will go on. Yeah. Have they told you what you're doing yet or is it a surprise? Um, 
I don't want to ruin well, it for I haven't you. been there for the past week. I know, but they have like uh, things set up that you guys are going to do. But do you know what yeah, yeah. it is? Uh, somewhat. Not not really. Like okay, we're, only going, we're only going for the night. So yeah. I think we got to build our own shelter, rent out a fire, stuff like that. Yeah. But I think our uh, our second overnight trip, yeah. or our, that'd be our third one. It's a four-day one. Okay, so, so then this isn't the one I'm talking about. No, this isn't the long one. Yeah, okay. So we go camping for four days in June at yeah. the start of June. And they said they have a ropes course planned. So I don't know what that is. So I think Snook would be mad if you spoiled that for me right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can't tell you. But it, it, it's essentially what he says, yeah. It's, yeah. it's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, challenging, same thing. But you'll have a great time. Are you, yeah, are you guys taking the canoe? Yeah. 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 It's definitely going to be a fun experience. Little tip. Get in a canoe with non-lazy people. Don't go in with anyone that's just going to bullshit. Right. Make sure you get a canoe with, you know, guys that know how to get there. Right. Because I was, I was in the canoe with two guys and it wasn't the best. They used, I was at the back using all the muscle. So get in a canoe that you know how to get there. All right. Sounds good. Um, all right, man. What time are you free? Or what time are you done? Uh, two? Yeah, it ends at 2.13. All right, man. Well, we'll wrap it up here. I know you got shit to do. All right. I appreciate you coming on, man. Congratulations on a great year. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the thanks for the appreciation. Thanks yeah. for all the film and everything you guys did this year. And it's great having you guys along. Yeah, man. We're uh we'll be around. Sounds good. I'll let you know what prom is. Oh yeah, I gotta come film prom, don't hey, come, I? Come uh, come to the root beer mile one. <laughs> if you hey, just shoot me a text, I'll run up really quick and I'll film. All right, sounds good. Same with prom too. We'll come film. All right, sounds good. All right, everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure to go to all of our social media outlets. Like, subscribe, comment, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud. I think I named all of them. All right, we're out. Peace. Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine, it's I sip the dumb peak, watching Gandhi till I'm charged and writing in my book of rhymes. All the words past the margin, the whole of mic I'm throbbing. Mechanical movement, understandable smooth shit that murderers move with. The thief's theme, the play me at night, they won't act right. The fiend of hip hop has got me stuck like a crack pipe. The mind activation, react like I'm facing time, like Pappy Mason with pins I'm embracing. Wipe the sweat off my dome, spit the phlegm on the streets. Sway Tim's on my beats, makes my cipher complete. Weather cruising in a six cab, a Montero Jeep, I can't call it. The beats make me falling asleep, I keep falling, but never falling six feet deep. I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for dead presidents to represent me. Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Whose world is this? To my man Ill Will, God bless your life. To my people throughout Queens, God bless your life. I trip, we box some crazy bitches, aiming guns and all my baby pictures. Beef with housing police, release scriptures, that's maybe Hitler's. Yet I'm the mild money, getting stabbed, rolling foul. The versatile honey, sticking wild, golden child, dwelling in the rotten apple. You get tackled, a court by the devil's lasso. Shit is a hassle. There's no days for broke days, we sell a smoke pays while all the old folks pray. The Jesus soaking their sins and trays. A holy water, odds against nods and slaughter Thinking the word best describing my 
life to name my daughter my strength my son the star will be my resurrection born in correction all the wrong shit i did he'll lead in right direction how you live in larger broker charge cards are mediocre you're flipping coca playing spit spades and strip poker From home. I need a new nigga for this black cloud to follow Cause while it's over me, it's too dark to see tomorrow Trying to maintain, I flip, feel the clip to the tip Picturing my peeps, now the end can make my heartbeat skip And I'm amped up, they like to champ up Even my brains in handcuffs, headed for Indiana Stabbing women like the Phantom The crew is lamping, Big Willie style Check the chip to smile, plus I profile wow Stash through the flock, clothes, burning dollars to light my soul Walk the blocks with a bop Checking games plus the games people play Bust the problems of the world today Long Island, yo, the world is yours. 